0: side action podcast the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from a through z we'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll and here we go
1: all right welcome to the side action the seven of season five my name is jim weglars aka wegs you can follow me at WegsPool on twitter and on instagram
0: and I'm Steve Roberts, aka Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31sRoberts.
1: Follow the podcast, Inside Action Pod, on Twitter and Inside Action Podcast on Instagram. So, Action, I see you're sporting the circa the circa sports hat. Looks good. It's a sharp hat. I mean, we don't have the circa million hat this year, but at least you bought that. You bought that when we were in March Madness, right?
0: Yeah, it was a March purchase, and uh, I found it deep in the closet this morning as I was getting out some of my winter gear. So I thought I would rock it today. Yeah, I like it. I
1: like it. Thank you. So how's how's your week been? We were a little bit delayed. I guess you had to do some things. We big research, though. I know you're ready now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got some research in. My week has been all off schedule because, as you know, on Sunday morning I went to New Orleans for a wastewater conference for work mm-hmm. and uh, was there in the French Quarter Sunday through Wednesday. And usually those are my couple prep days, and I got in very little prep with client dinners and appreciation events and a few trips to the dice table at harrah's and whatnot so got home wednesday and then had to catch up on real work and uh and then of course you went to the bears game last
1: night so here we are friday recording you're you're being the lead i tried to lead you into that you had the dice (laughs) rolled all the numbers what was it tuesday night
0: uh yeah late tuesday night rolled them all ats all tall small that's right and uh it was a good night. It was a $50 table. The the two quarter tables were filled up, and one of them was um, crapless, so I uh, had to go to the $50 table, and that turned out okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Take take that money from Harris. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's the way to go. Yeah, I went to the Bears game last night. Um, as most of you know who watched it, it was rough. rough one. That's why my voice is so rough. I was screaming so hard at them. I mean, Justin Fields is doing his best. He's really a better runner than passer, but he did have some passes. Man, he's running for his life action. I mean, you can see it as soon as he sneaks yeah. the ball. He's either hit or he's rolling out. Um, you know, I had a couple of props on the game. We were kind of discussing them. Some of them hit, some of them didn't. That last drive did help me in, in getting his prop. Uh, I did Brian Robinson, anytime touchdown and uh, 49 and a half rushing, he had those, so that was nice. good. Nice. I really wanted the Bears to get that win because I had them plus one in the, you know, just just in the game, and it was so close. It came down to the half yard line there. So, what are you gonna do? They stink. Washington, by the way, twelve to seven, another bad Thursday night. But Washington is garbage, and they are terrible. So.
0: Yeah, the uh, under was a no doubter last yeah, night. Yeah, no doubt. Aided, Aided a little bit by the weather, but I think it was the offenses too.
1: Yeah, no touchdown in the first half. That paid out as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, and I will mention the Shockers did win again. We won play the second best team, quote unquote. We beat them 39-0. So this week we do not have our superstar quarterback. So Uh-oh. my cousin gonna have to step in and and play quarterback for the first time this year. And and this team's supposed to be pretty good too. So hey, look out, everybody. The, the line might be high, but you know there's probably an adjustment, the clay adjustment, which the quarterback is probably. It's got to be at least a touchdown, if not two touchdown difference.
0: Yeah, that's quite a big uh, drop off.
1: That's right. Well, let's go into the NFL Week Five review here. A little bit, you know, obviously it was last week. You know, lots of things happened, but you know, we're always pushing for the next week. But the big news is Matt Rule. Matt Rule, the first first uh, uh, coach to be fired. We knew he was going to be fired. We should have bet on that one action. Mm -hmm. Once he lost that game uh, in Carolina, um, you know, Baker Mayfield was was garbage again. Uh, so they, they they did not do well for us in the contest against the 49ers. And M- Mayfield, who says he's hurt, I'm sure he is actually hurt, but I think he just you know maybe sick of getting beat up and not playing well. So it's the P.J. Walker era in, uh, for Carolina.
0: Yeah, at least for one week. I know that uh, Darnold is close to his return, so it does look like it's going to be P.J. Walker out there this weekend against the Rams. And, uh, of course, Matt Rule was probably neck and neck with Frank Reich, really. If they had won last Thursday night, I think the Colts might have canned Frank Reich. So, it was a barn burner in that respect.
1: It was a barn burner. You know, enter Steve Wilkes, who coached for one year. He was the predecessor to Cliff Kingsbury, I believe, in Arizona. Yep. Kind of a raw deal, just one one and done. And they got rid of him, which maybe they regret. We'll see how he does. Um, We'll see what happens. So... Uh, some injuries, you know, that came up last week, some bigger ones. You, Baltimore still can't keep keep these guys healthy. Marcus Williams, the safety, dislocated wrist. He's on IR, so that that hurts that pass defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Miami went yeah. down. We'll talk about that game, right? Yeah, they actually went down in their game against the Jets. I don't know if I put it on the list, but you know, they actually lost that game pretty badly against the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater gets knocked out in the first quarter with a concussion, neck injury, and enter in Skyler Thompson, who is expected to start this week, which we'll talk about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you got Kyle yeah. Pitts, your guy. Your guy, Kyle Pitts, he, I don't know if he's going to play, but Atlanta, um, he, they haven't done much with him this year, but he has collect, collected almost all the coverage in the Atlanta game, so Kyle is a tight end, a hamstring I think he's not going to play, but I guess i got to check the uh, injury report.
0: Yeah, I think both him and Drake London are questionable, but uh, trending towards playing. So both of them certainly names to monitor as they go up against San Francisco on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and San Francisco did get a bad injury in Emmanuel Mosley, the cornerback. He tore his ACL. He's out for the season, so maybe they won't be quite as stout. We'll talk about them a little bit later on. That defense has been almost historic. And then Seattle's Rashad Penny, uh, he's out uh, with a leg injury. So entering in uh, Kenneth Walker at running back there.
0: Yeah, I think Penny's out for the year, right? Oh, really? That injury is going to require surgery to keep him out for the rest of the season.
1: There you go. So short lived. He had a couple of good games there. Yeah. Reviewing the games themselves, you already alluded to the Colts. You know, they basically had a miracle win. This was an awful game last Thursday night, not last night, a week ago, where neither team scored a touchdown uh ten Denver continues to kind of befuddle everybody because they can't score uh, especially in the red zone and the Colts end up winning covering the three and a half and winning outright and you know Denver I don't what to say I mean between Russell Wilson playing like crap and Hackett coaching Denver's just a they're you know they're a mess
0: yeah Nathaniel Hackett went into my pocketbook a little bit on Thursday night. I had Denver a, a lot of ways in mm-hmm. a couple of money line parlays and Denver minus three, which I felt was extremely good about there going into the end of the fourth quarter. With them coming towards the two-minute warning, all he had to do was run the ball and kick a field goal, and surely they would have come out victorious because I didn't think there was any chance that Matt Ryan and the Colts were going to come down and score a touchdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was... Um it was a weird game, but they, it was a big, bad decision there. And I mean, for your team, the Colts, as you mentioned, right, could have been fired. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think Matt Ryan is pretty washed, but what is he doing? I mean, he's getting, he's getting crushed every play. I mean, yeah. that offensive line, which used to be the hallmark of this team is gone. I'm not really sure what's going on, but he actually played pretty tough. I mean, he is, he doesn't have the zip on his arm, but, he stood in there and got those two field goal drives to basically tie and then win the game. So I give him some credit.
0: Yeah. I think the uh, Indianapolis offense has to be put on the offensive line right now. They're the unit that is performing way below expectations and dragging them down. Right.
1: Now in a contest, we had some picks that, you know, it was kind of a tough week for us, but, you know, starting off in, in London, the pack up 17 to three, pulling out the playbook doing reverses and, pitchback throws and all this kind of stuff looking great, but they forgot to score in the second half and and give Dable credit. He's got this team who we talked about last week. That's why we picked against them. Very mm-hmm. underhand. No yeah. receivers, but your guy Danny Dimes is playing well. Saquon Barkley's had a massive comeback year, and they went 27-22, uh, so covering that eight-and-a-half spread easily, and the Giants are 4-and-1.
0: Yeah, crazy. I missed most of this game traveling on Sunday morning, but uh saw the box score, and I couldn't believe that the Packers blew that lead.
1: Yeah, it was rough. I mean, I was—I didn't mention this at the top, but I, one of my buddies ran the marathon, he, Jimmy Daly. He broke his PR, so I was kind of running all over, checking my phone, but couldn't watch games till the afternoon. But, uh, yeah, it was a rough one. Then this one was a weird game. The Browns were playing the Chargers, and you know we had the Browns plus two, which really was... The best number, I suppose, in the end, because I think it dropped to one and a half uh, by game time, if I'm not mistaken. So the Chargers was kind of a back and forth game. The Browns were up by 14 then Chargers rolled back and a lot of points were being scored. And Brandon Staley did it again for the Chargers and this dude loves to go for fourth down midfield, you know, fourth and two, fourth and three, decided to throw the ball uh, on his side of the field, basically gave the Browns a chance to win the game when they were up 20, 30 to 28. And then the kid from the Browns finally misses a field goal. And we ends up we ended up on a push in the contest. But I think if you had the Chargers, you did cover in the end uh, on the closing number.
0: Yeah, good point. I think you're right. Most people, if they knew what they were doing, was certainly we should have won that game with either the Browns two and a half earlier in the week or the Chargers under that two-point margin. Right.
1: Weird. Uh, the Patriots did what we thought they'd do. They came out and destroyed your, your new Detroit Lions over there. 29 to nothing. Uh, you know, I know the Lions got in there early to the red zone, but they clearly kind of got just pummeled in this game. And your guy, Zappi, Bailey Zappi, the Zappi hour, he played well. They also ran all over him. I mean, uh, Armandre Stevenson had 160 yards rushing or something en route to this easy uh, cover at the three and a half.
0: Yeah, and I think that Belichick just has a way with some quarterbacks in this league and offensive schemes. I mean, we've seen him multiple occasions beat up on Jared Goff-led offenses, and I think there's a few other quarterbacks in the league where he has similar numbers against and, and guys that he knows, like this week going up against Jacoby Brissett, you have to expect he's going to have a game plan to shut down
1: that Browns offense. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we talked about Carolina already. They were six-and-a-half-point dogs in that game at home They ended up losing 37-15. to 15. Not, not much to say there, but the the pick six was the one. I mean, the game was kind of close. I think it was 17-15 or something, or 17, around that. And then he throws that terrible pick six again. I mean, Baker sucks, so we'll, we'll move on. But that was a loss for us. But the Cowboys, and we talked about this too, the Cowboys were five-point five, five point, uh, dogs on the road, and they really dominate the Rams from start to finish. They start off with a defensive score, then a blocked punt, and really, besides that Cooper Cup big play for the Rams, they did nothing in this game against this great defense now. And the Cowboys won 22-10, and Cooper Rush, still undefeated, 5-0 and as a starter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, relatively even in the box score, the Cowboys' rush defense was awesome, though, only gave up three rushing yards to the Rams. And I think it's pretty clear that the, either McVay refuses to run, or they just can't, or maybe a combination of both. But something that I'm going to look for going forward when matching up against the Rams games.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what's up with that offensive line, but they have not. <laughs> it's not the same one as a year ago or two years ago. Uh, two of the marquee games, we'll just mention, Baltimore played Cincinnati. This was another very tight game, low-scoring game. with these another these primetime games that didn't come through. Baltimore was a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one and didn't cover. They did get the win, though, and it was kind of some unique plays by... Cincinnati in the red zone when they are running some weird stuff instead of just running, mixing or anything. So they end up losing the game, meaning the Bengals, but they do get the money in this one. Uh, You know, so interesting game.
0: Yeah, another dead under Sunday Night Football, divisional rivalry. That one was – I saw coming. But, I mean, the Bengals, that was a huge drive coming down the stretch. You know, I had to give Burrow a lot of credit for bringing them down and scoring that touchdown because – the cover looked bleak until they made that move. And then you always knew that Tucker was going to come back and hit the game when he field goal. So it was a cool ending. And even though the
1: Ravens won, this was the third game of the season that they've won a double-digit lead, right? So they were up, I think it was 20 to 10 or. Yeah.
0: Yep. So then, yep. 10-0 at one point. Yeah. So,
1: you know, they had a chance, um, but they did, they did win the game this time. So that's good for, for Harbaugh and the crew. And then Monday night was kind of the opposite story. We finally got a, a high scoring game in this one. The Chiefs, we're playing the Raiders, and, you know, the Chiefs were a seven-point favorite at home. You know, I, I tried to talk into this one, and it was hard to, hard to do. I had less of metrics, and it just didn't work because the Chiefs do own the Raiders in general, <clears throat> straight up. But the Raiders came out guns a blazing. They were up 17-0, but the Chiefs roared back, took the lead, were up, really had this game in hand. And then the Raiders made a huge play, that awesome play to uh, Adams down the middle from Carr, you know, America's sweetheart quarterback for our proxy. Um, But they went for two with 425 left to to win. And I get they couldn't stop the Chiefs at that point. But I don't know. I just would kick the extra point and see what happens. But Mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns in the red zone. Only 25 yards receiving, four four TDs.
0: (laughs) That's pretty incredible stat line. I completely missed this game, but d- did I read correctly that there was like a minute left when uh, the Raiders went for two? So even if they score oh, there, I mean, the Chiefs are going to come back. seconds. Oh, okay. All right, even more. Yes. All
1: That's right. why it was baffling. It wasn't like the end of the game. I mean, they got yeah. the ball back with a minute 20. So they actually stopped the Chiefs on the subsequent drive. Okay. They gave up a first down, then they stopped the Chiefs, and then they had a chance. Adams actually he kind of bobbled the ball on the sideline. Otherwise they probably would have been in field goal range because Carlson's been money, but he bobbled it. And then it, you know, he couldn't drag his second foot, you know, after the actual catch. And then the very next play in fourth down uh, Renfro and uh, Adams collided on the route. So, you know, Curtis threw it up there because he was throwing to where Adams was going to be, but they collided. So there was no chance. So they ended up, Losing the game, you know, outright, but they did cover the number. Final score, thirty to twenty nine.
0: Yeah, yeah, and te- I had the Chiefs in a bunch of teasers, which all pushed. Okay. Coincidentally, uh, I, I, I I knew this, but I didn't uh, quite pick it out until uh, conclusion of that Monday night game into Tuesday morning. Really, if you bet on a teaser at most books U.S. shops, and one of the legs pushes despite the outcome in the other game, it's a push regardless. So oh. I lucked out where I actually had the Packers in a bunch of teasers this weekend which all went up in flames but i got one of them resurrected because of that push <laughs> on the chiefs on monday night football so i got
1: some money back miraculously that's weird i guess you got to redefine yeah. print i'm shocked that mm-hmm. i i figured the only way you get a push is if both of them push but okay um, or one of them wins yep. one of them pushes but interesting well that's good
0: yeah, because there's no such thing as a one leg teaser. Yeah. Essentially, is what it comes down to. If one of the games pushes, that's void. Then it's a one leg teaser. The whole teaser is void yeah. completely.
1: I'm sure other books you got to check probably just make you lose that. I guess you got to double check, but that's good. It's good for you. Mhm. Yeah. This week was a, a big week for the underdogs again. in Action. It's kind of like week one. It was you know ten and six my count for the underdogs, and then the unders nine and seven again. But this week was a comeback for the spread. We had five games that were were impacted by the spread, where you know favorites won but did not cover, and that bumped the percentage back up a little bit to 16.25% of the season. But almost a third of the games were impacted by the spread this week, so we'll see if that trend continues.
0: Got to figure that's an aberration, yeah. right? Historically, looking at this, the last couple of seasons, it's been picked the winner, so yeah, I expect that
1: will reoccur. All right, week six, you've got four teams on by, You know your local Lions, the Titans, Texans, and the Raiders. You know nothing superstar there, but you know it's by It's bye weeks now. We got to keep that in mind for our picks. There'll be less games. Only 14 to pick from this week. Um, you've already taken off the Bears game, so it's only 13 for us. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with the the 49ers in Atlanta. Uh, 49ers stayed out there on the East Coast. I think they stayed in West Virginia, which is some. I don't know where they stay, the Biltmore or something. They stay at some place in West Virginia, so they don't fly back and forth across the country. Uh, they open as a four and a half point favorite. Uh, it's a total of 41 to open. Now it's 44 and a half for the total, up to five five uh, five and a half in the contest. I saw five today, more or less, in the market. You know, I think this is going to be some, my survivor pick. It's a little risky because it's a tough week, mm. but I've already burned, you know, the Rams and the, the Packers. So, um Atlanta is the only team this year that's been unbeaten against the spread, isn't that correct?
0: Yeah, that's right, five and O. Oh.
1: So what do you think about this one? Is this a five and a half's a pretty big number? They're home, they obviously came off a tough loss. They they actually covered in the game against uh the Bucks, but and they had a chance that we didn't talk about the the bad uh rough and the passer penalty, but mm-hmm. do you think the Falcons have some fight to take out this team?
0: Maybe. Um I mean, they are five and a go five and zero oh against the spread, as you mentioned. But to me, that number in itself leads me to believe that there's probably some value on the other side because uh, I think it's pretty predictable that they're not going to remain undefeated against the spread, right. the Falcons. That is. But, uh, I mean, the the Niners have some defensive injuries. You know, I'm reading, looking here that uh, Bosa's not going to return, and Eric Armstead and a few other defenders are looking like they're going to be out this okay. week. So that might be a little bit impactful to their defensive prowess because they are ranked number one defensively, and uh, their ability to rush the quarterback is third-ranked, and I don't think that the Falcons have much of an offensive line to protect Mariota back there. so. I definitely would be leaning to the Niners, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, looking back over the last couple seasons, they've done this back-to-back East Coast trip uh, four times now, and they've stayed over in this place in West Virginia all four times. And in those second games, they're 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread, winning by almost 15 points a game and 13 points above the ATS margin, wow. meaning they're beating the odds makers' expectations by an average of 13 points on these second legs of back-to-backs. Wow. And to to me, that's a trend that I would like to bet on continuing, and so I like the Niners. Yeah, me
1: too. Um, I think that's the right way to go. I mean, I didn't know about the Bosa injury, but this this defense is playing historically well. I don't know if you've heard some of the stats. They're they're in rare rarefied air, like you know, top five all time right now, in both scoring and and yardage against. So, I love the way they're mm-hmm. playing. Jimmy G, you know, think about. You know, there was a little bit of instability there, of course, after, you know, that terrible game <laughs> when they played on, you know, when they couldn't score, I guess, against Denver. But now they're comfortable, right? They, they're figuring out. They know how to do the play-action game. And against inferior defenses, I think they're going to be really good. Uh, and this is one of them for the yeah. Falcons. So I think we put green on the 49ers. I mean, they're going to be my survivor pick, like I said. So I'm okay with that if we go there.
0: Yeah. And I do stand corrected uh, looking at the injury report. Bosa got in a light practice today, so definitely someone that we'll want to check on tomorrow and see if there's any game update status on him. Got it, got
1: it, okay. All right, second game, Minnesota goes down to Miami. Uh, Minnesota opens as a three-point favorite on the road, 45-point total. It's three-and-a-half in the contest. The total's ticked up to 45-and-a-half. You've obviously got the the third-string quarterback for the Dolphins. That's maybe why there's a little bit of movement to the Finns at home are usually really good at home because of the weather thing. The Vikings barely covered against the bears last week. Actually they didn't cover against the bears last week. They actually blew a big lead. They kind of followed that trend of the uh, London teams, you know, kind of wilting in the fourth quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like the hook, but I probably would lean to the Vikings here. I know you probably like the Finns there, but I, I don't know if I can get on board with the third string quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's value on the Dolphins here. I know that, uh, Skylar Thompson is kind of an unknown, mm-hmm. but we at least have almost a full game of day now. And he played okay, 19 of 33 for 166 pass yards in relief of Teddy Covers. Mm-hmm. Teddy concussed now. And, yeah. um, I, you know, it's defensively where I think that Miami is going to be able to put, I mean, their, their pass defense is last. Okay. <laughs> there's no getting around that. But, right. uh, the the Vikings haven't really been passing the ball outside of week 1 versus the Packers. They've been reliant on that run yeah. game behind Dalvin Cook and Madison. And so the Dolphins run defense is actually really good, fourth ranked. So I think that they'll be able to hold their own on that side of the ball. And then on the other side, the Vikings defense is near the bottom, 28th ranked and 26 against the pass. So If Hill plays, I know that Hill has an injury that he's nursing as well, so that's definitely the name I wanted to monitor before uh, this game kicks off Sunday. Well,
1: I definitely want to put a very important handicap here. Apparently, they're replacing the ping pong table.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's very important.
1: Um, That may be a factor. Maybe they focus on the game. Uh, Well, here's what here's what I'll tell you. I've got the Vikings as a two point favorite on the road. Uh, All right one and a half is the difference. That's where the value, I figure that's probably built in with the, you know, the backup quarterback. We get over to key number three. Um, do you think the quarterback is worth one and a half or not? From Teddy
0: to Thompson. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a tough call. Well, I I really don't know much about Skylar Thompson. So I think that perhaps we should just, yeah, I feel a stay away is a
1: good, good call there. Yeah. Um, Okay, here we go. The Ravens go to the Giants. Um, Ravens open as a three-point favorite. Now they're up to five and a half, uh, 44 and a half point total to 45. Look, the Giants have – I keep saying this every week. We keep saying it. They are overachieving. They're the titans of of 2022, right? They shouldn't be winning these Mm -hmm. games, but they are. It is coaching. They're tight games, and they're making good plays. The Ravens have blown a lot of stuff. Like, on paper – it seems like the Giants would be the easy pick here, plus five and a half. But you also have to factor in they're coming back home from from you know from the London trip, which always seems to weary those legs in the second half of the teams that don't take the buy. So I'm happy to stay away from this game action, but I don't know, man. It's a tough one. Five and a half is a is a juicy number for a home team.
0: Yeah, I mean it does look like there's a little bit of value on them. Um... I think that should be about five and a half on a neutral. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, of course, in New York, but the the return from London is certainly something that gives me pause. Although the Saints, the Saints played okay last week. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the, the Vikings faltered obviously, but the Saints turned it into overdrive in the second half, probably aided by playing against the Seattle Seahawks defense and Taysom Hill going out of his Jeez. mind. But, uh. I, I don't know, then the line kind of feels like a trap to mm-hmm. me. It's almost like begging us to take the Giants and that leads me that gives me some pause and I actually think there might be some value on the other side here with
1: the okay. Ravens. Well let's highlight the Ravens yellow then if you think that because I don't wanna jump on board, you know, with the team Giants mm-hmm. then they falter, but we can also stay away from it, like I said, it's not a problem.
0: Yeah, I think it would be a little bit of a uh, zig when the market zags kind of move yeah. too, going on the race. For Ravens.
1: sure. Next one's interesting. One o'clock spot. Uh, the Jets on the Packers. You know, the Packers similar situation coming home. Obviously, losing that game in London, which was a bad look. Um, Packers open as a seven-point favorite. There's still a seven in the contest. I think I'm seeing them seven and a half in the market now, but. The Jets obviously played well last week. Uh, I'm sorry, the total was 43 and a half on the opener and 45 now. You know they, they ran the ball really well. Brees Hall ran all over them, all over Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. Mentioned mm-hmm. that their you know Miami's run defense was okay before last week, I guess. And the Packers can't stop the run. Um, so that's kind yeah. of the main handicap here. Is this another trap situation? I mean, the Pack couldn't couldn't cover against the Pats, which are a better defense than the Jets. But I think, I don't know, the, I think the Jets can run the ball just as good as the Pats. Um, you know, Wilson seems to have injected some life into this offense a little bit. I'd have to be on the Jets here. I I, I don't know. It's weird, though. We're going against a pack at home. They usually cover a lot of games there.
0: Yeah, I mean, despite what the numbers tell me, 8th ranked DVOA offensively for the Packers and 3rd running attack, Uh, I guess that's probably a reasonable number, but it's the passing attack that just hasn't gotten anywhere this year behind Rodgers and those wide receivers, and they just don't seem like the same Green Bay Packers of old. Um, Two weeks ago, remember, they faltered against New England, almost lost that game, and then they did lose last week in uh, London, and I think this is a trend that's brewing, and you couple that with the fact that how awesome the Jets' offense has been playing the last two weeks Mm -hmm. now, Remember the only 2 weeks of data that we have was Zach Wilson playing quarterback and I think that uh their numbers are a little bit skewed because of the Joe Flacco games. Right. And so I th- I really think that there is a ton of value on the Jets here getting 7. I wish the hook was there like the current yeah, market has, good. but I think that the circuit operators are telling us something with that. Right.
1: Well, let's let's put a, at least a yellow on the Jets or if you want to go green, I'm okay with it because it's on my list, so me and Green Jets, let's do it. J E T S. We're back on the Jets. I know you're really happy about that. Uh, all right, so let's go. Patriots against the Browns. Still in the one o'clock window. Uh, Cleveland opens as a three-point favorite at home. Forty-three point total. It's down to two and a half uh, oh. now for the Browns. I know you said that, you know, your guy Belichick had, had will probably have something for, you know, for Brissett and stopping this running attack. Ugh, I don't know. Can, can Zappy Hour go three weeks in a row here? Because he Mac Jones is not going to play, right?
0: I uh, have heard reports that he's been getting in light practices, which he has been the last couple of weeks, but I don't. I still don't think that he's going to be out there this week. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason for the Patriots to rush him back until he's fully healthy because I do think they believe he's the quarterback of the future. And so I think it's going to be Zappi Hour.
1: Yeah well I this is one of my picks for the browns i, I I've got this line in a bigger line but I'm always afraid because you know Belichick as an underdog is always uh is always dicey there so are you gonna make the case for New England here yeah <laughs> indeed
0: it's my whole handicap is based on the Browns terrible run defense 30 second ranked against the run and 30 second ranked defensive line stats versus number three-ranked New England Patriots uh, on their offensive line. And I think that uh, Belichick is going to have a game plan. That includes a lot of Ramondae Stevenson again. And on the other side, I think that he knows Jacoby Brissett very well from having him on his team in New England for so many years. And I think that uh, him and Son will have something lined up for the Browns offensively. And so I like the Patriots here getting two and a half.
1: I mean, Eckler did get 173 yards rushing against last week, so I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand. It's the same same thing with the Jets against the Packers. There are certain these teams, they can't stop the run, and until they stop it, they're just going to be exploited every single week. Okay, let's put a yellow on the so I can right. probably get on board again. Right. I mean, it have been good to us two weeks in a row. You can't, you can't keep riding the street. True. Right?
0: That's true. We were on them both the last two weeks mm-hmm. as well. Zappy hour. Zappy
1: hour. All right, let's go to the next 1 o'clock window. That's the Jags against the Colts. Uh, I know it's really close to your heart. I know you don't bet with your heart, but there's got to be some pain there. Uh, the Colts Open is a one-point favorite at home, 41.5 point total. It's 2.5 in the contest uh, and 42-point total. I think the market is around that, 2.5 now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is tough action. All the, all the numbers tell me the Jags, you know, in terms of taking them, I wrote in the article for the Wexpool this week, you have to take the Colts. It's a Colts' last day, and I know they said that last week, too, and they won. You didn't follow me. <laughs> but, okay. but I mean, God, like, are they really going to lose? I mean, the Jags' defensive line is pretty good, so maybe that's the whole thing. I'm assuming Taylor's not playing again. Uh, <laughs> so, is it the Jags' or pass here?
0: I think it has to be. I'm just uh, I can't get beyond the whole swath of red that I see on the on my spreadsheet here around the Colts offense. Let me just run this off for you. 32nd ranked uh, DVOA offense, 32nd ranked pass offense, 32nd ranked run (laughs) offense and 31st offensive line running the football. And uh, I'd, uh, on the flip side, the Jaguars' defense has been great this season. I do not They scored zero points in Jacksonville. I don't see how they're going to get to 14 in this game. Right. And so I can't lay a number with an offense that can't score. And uh, I think, to be honest, I think it's probably a pass because I agree with you. I think it lines up nicely as in terms of a spot. Mm. But for me, it's under all day, yeah. under first half, under full game, 42 points. I don't see how any, either of these teams are going to score a lot.
1: Right. I mean – the one thing I will say in the last two weeks, Trevor Lawrence has turned the ball over seven times. So mm-hmm. that's that's what's going to keep Colts in the game. And um, But I'm telling you, not much, not just on the, the red that you see, I'm looking at the Jags should be favored in this game. I don't understand why they're not favored yeah. in this game. So I'm happy to stay away because it just feels like, you know, the – admiral akbar it's a trap i mean it just feels like a trap game Like everybody's gonna should take the jags Every, numerically it's just if you look at the names on the jersey from last year or two years ago you take the colts but it's not the way it should be so let's do yeah
0: and there there is some strength of schedule in those metrics without really? a doubt jack jacksonville's 29th ranked schedule and the colts have played 11th toughest schedule so i mean i think that those two numbers are going to find their level a little bit but um i'm happy to sit back and watch
1: we didn't mention you know i put it on there but i'm going to mention it now the texans beat the jags for the ninth straight time last week
0: again -hmm. yeah you (laughs) know it's
1: it's just a weird matchup thing all right let's go to the next one cincinnati at the saints uh this game open as a pick which is interesting, and I'm not sure if that was influenced by who was playing quarterback, I'm not sure, but Cincinnati's now a a one-and-a-half point favorite in the contest on the road. Uh, The total was 44-and-a-half, now it's 43-and-a-half. Let's see, I think the market's even more to Cincinnati now, isn't it? It's
0: two and a half. Bengals, two-and-a-half, minus 120, two-and-a-half. There's a three at DraftKings, so definitely looks to be trending in that direction. Yeah, so let's
1: talk about that and why. So, it was Andy Dalton last week. Uh, it's been Andy Dalton for two weeks, right? So Winston's not returning. Um, I don't know if Kamara's playing. Obviously, Taysom Hill was the one, as you mentioned, they exploded, but it was mainly because Taysom Hill had, what, 100-plus yards rushing, uh, you know, yeah. doing his thing, which he's not going to do again. So, you know, my numbers do have – originally, when the line was where it was, I, I said, okay, this is right right on, one and a half, Right. Now it's a two, two and a half. So there's like the market's telling you that the one and a half a half's a deal, right? But I don't know why it's moving so far, I guess. Do you have any idea?
0: I think it's all hinging on the injury reports for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Chris Olave got concussed in the corner of the end zone, which they called a touchdown. Curiously, I I was throwing dice at the time, so I didn't really follow it. But I looked up and they called it a touchdown. Anyway, he's... Presumably going to be out, although it says he's questionable here on my uh, on my map here. Uh, full practice today. That's strange. Anyway, um, Michael Thomas is going to be out. Jarvis Landry is going to be out. And uh, I think that you're seeing some cluster injuries there from the receiving right. core. And I also have a hunch that Jameis Winston might actually be in line to play this weekend, which I think the market is telling us is going to be a downgrade from the way that the Red Rifle has been playing the last two weeks, Interesting.
1: honestly. Interesting. So is there value on the Bengals then? Because you know it seems like a, the market, if they're the contest anyway, who pays attention to the lines? I'm sure will take this because you're getting a one point value on it.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I don't know. Their their offense has just not been good so far this season. It's been against a very tough strength of schedule. Yes. Undoubtedly, but they're 25th ranked offensively, and the run offense is 28th ranked, not getting much done through the air. I think that Burrow is getting some happy feet back Mm -hmm. there, and he's been under tons of pressure. They've allowed 19 sacks already Mm -hmm. through five games, and that is just not a good recipe for offensive success. So, going against that Saints defense, I think they're going to see a ton of pressure Mm -hmm. as well this weekend, and um. I'm not sure I could get there and back Cincinnati either. And that's okay. We
1: can stay away. I don't think I, the Saints rarely lose two games in a row at home. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Even though this isn't true. This isn't the same old Saints, you know, with Drew Brees and stuff. But
0: let's stay away. They did win. They they did come back and win though. No, that's true. They won last um, week. That's against Seattle. I mean. It was a it was quite an entertaining game. Back
1: and game, forth. Uh, I mean Gino Gino's yeah. cooking. We can talk about that in a minute. But yeah, he's he's been cooking. Yeah. So. Okay, let's let's skip um, I think I think it's pass. We've got the Bucs going to the Steelers. The Steelers obviously got trounced. We should have stuck with the Bills there. You're right. Uh, <laughs> the Bills just destroyed the the you know Kenny Pickett and the gang. Uh, and so now they come home. The Steelers come home and they're eight and eight point dogs at home. Forty three and a half point total. Uh, in the contest it's 8, 45 point total. I see nine and a half in the market. So, mm-hmm. some supposedly value to the Bucks. Um, originally, when I had the deal, I, I had it at eight. So I, I kind of nailed that initial spread. But the, they're really mm-hmm. betting against the Steelers. This is a classic um, Tomlin spot, right? At home, getting yeah, points. It is. I think, actually, you know, and I've started. Pump up Kenny Pickett every time because he was on the fantasy team. I actually played him last week, but I dropped him this week to, <laughs> to win a game here. But he didn't play that bad. He had 350 yards. They just couldn't get the damn end zone. You know that Bills scoring defense is so good. Uh, they they couldn't run the ball. You know that was big. Uh, so you don't expect them to run the ball against the box either. But Pickett's gonna chuck it. He's gonna chuck it. He's a chucker. Mm-hmm. So I like the way Pickens is playing for him. The rookie and. I don't know getting getting inside that number seems realistic.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, you got to figure it's going to be a low scoring mm-hmm. game. I mean, what's the total now in the market? Um Yeah, 46. Um but, you know, the the Bucks offensively are getting healthier. Yeah, yeah they came out pretty hot against Atlanta, although they didn't score in the second cool. half, which was surprising. Um but it's tough for me to back the Steelers without their playmakers on defense in the yeah. lineup. Fitzpatrick is out designation. I don't think that uh, Watt is going to be back out there. And without those two guys, it's hard for me to put money behind them. We can
1: pass. We can pass. I mean, that's clearly, you know, if you want to get another survivor pick, you know, Bucks are a good choice. You know, but I had him last week as you did. All Same, yeah. But uh, I hate backing the It looks teams, like, but, you know.
0: Yeah, it looks like uh Fryermuth is gonna be out and Deontay Johnson's on the injury report too, so without weapons for Pickett, it's just tough. I don't uh I don't expect they're gonna be able to run the ball effectively either against the Bucks. And, you know, perhaps Pickett could have some success through the air, but are you are you willing to bank on that either? Really. Are you thinking they just kinda keep it Within the number and low-scoring exactly. game, lose by seven. Yeah, it's
1: gonna be like week one or week. You know when they when they. I mean last week, you know what the Bills do? They throttle you. you know, it was so funny. We yeah. talked about this and then we backed off. And I remember sure why we did that exactly. Maybe some injuries for the.
0: the yeah. Bills, secondary. but
1: God, they just kept putting the foot on the throat. They scored another touchdown late. It was like, oh my, oh my God. I mean they they beat them beat them soundly. No touchdowns. It was thirty-eight to three. I mean like just kept scoring, pouring it on. So. All right, let's go to the next one. So the 4 o'clock window, you only have three games this week. It's kind of weird. Arizona uh, is going to Seattle in this one. Oh, Arizona Open is a three-point favorite on the road, 50.5-point total. They're 2.5 in the contest with the same total. Um, that market, I think it's around three now, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, right? Oh, it's yeah, 2.5 a a with juice. So here's, There's some juice in some spots. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. On paper, Seattle's the better team for the index, but here's a couple things I'm gonna throw at you and I'll let you chew on it. Arizona's great on the road. They don't win at yeah. home for some reason. And they played they played the Philly tough last week. They actually probably could have won or at least gone to overtime. But they play great on the road for whatever reason. Maybe they don't have what is it War of Warcraft or Call of Call of Duty on the road or something. <laughs> but Maybe, maybe. You know, we know that the Seattle offense has been pretty good, but their defense is trash. So, you know, I can get on board with Arizona on this one, if need be, uh, especially with two and a half instead of the, the three opener.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh certainly feels like there's going to be a lot of points in this game,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: Is um, I'm trying to recall the the battle of hierarchy in the NFC West. Is it Arizona that has Seattle's number? It looks like actually it looks like it's been pretty even in this matchup, yeah. both home and away. They've been split in a lot the last couple of seasons, right. but I mean I uh I think that Arizona's gonna score a ton of points. I bet. Their team total over already at 26, and I like the game over, too, despite some downtick in the market here in the last day and a half. Looks like there's a 50 50 and a half available now, which I think is some value. But uh, I'm just not sure that I can bank on the Cardinals going up there and winning this game by a field goal or more. gino has been awesome, and the Seahawks have the number one ranked offense and number one ranked pass offense. I, I don't know how they're getting it done, but... They're somehow putting Geno in uh, situations where he can do what he does best, and that's an incredibly accurate quarterback throwing it to D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on pinpoint dimes. Yeah. And I think they're going to score a lot of points too.
1: Yeah. So it's tough for he's, me. I've heard a lot of stuff about this. I think it's he's a timing quarterback, and that's a timing system. When they brought in this mm-hmm. OC, and Russell really isn't a timing quarterback, and it just wasn't working right? With Gino, mm-hmm, he first of mm-hmm. all follows the offense, and secondly, when he hits that back foot, the ball's coming out. He's not jerking around, trying to run around, trying to make a play. He's throwing the ball where he's supposed to throw it, and he's being accurate with it. So, I do think he'll regress as the season goes on. Maybe it's not sure. this game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but because I don't think Arizona's defense is that great, but I think, ironically, I think that Kingsbury would. You know, wasn't ready to start the season, clearly, but he's actually coaching a little bit better now, and they played good against Philly. They played yeah, they beat, you know, Bad Carolina team the week before. I think they're actually on the upswing. But um we can stay away from the game. It's all good. I can just bet on my own on the on the cards.
0: Yeah, I mean we uh let's think about it some more. I definitely think that you're onto something directionally in terms of the Cardinals road games, uh, playing better on the road. Mm-hmm. That has been a trend that we've seen the last three seasons yeah. now. And um, coming off a tough loss against Philly, it certainly feels like that. Kyler Murray and the offense is going to bounce back this week against the league's worst defense. And
1: I think this is the last week they will not have Hopkins. So That's you know, right. they'll, they'll get even better in a week or two uh, when he gets back mm-hmm. to full strength Here, Okay. Uh, let's talk about this one. Carolina going to the Rams uh, with the change, of, you know, coach, obviously the game open as a nine point favorites for the Rams at home. Uh, now they're up to 10 in the contest, I think in the market, isn't it higher than that?
0: ten and um, a half, but there you've seen some buyback actually, mostly ten now. Yeah,
1: Ten Ten minus seven
0: juice. Yeah. Juice to the Panthers. What's that? It's juice to the Panthers too in some spots.
1: Yeah, and that's to me, you know it okay, let's start here. The Rams aren't that great this year. I was a little surprised. I thought no. they'd be pretty, pretty good, maybe not win the Super Bowl, but you know, they they had the same they're running it back besides by Miller. But, you know, I guess Whitworth being out of there, I mean, they're missing some guys in the line. Carolina's front seven is good. You know, they're pretty good. and mm-hmm. they played tough against teams, it's the turnovers by Baker. So, if D.J. doesn't turn the ball over. This, I mean, it's a big number, 41-and-a-half point total, 10 points. I mean, that's just too many points. So, it's to me, it's Carolina or pass. I can't back the Rams, obviously.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I agree. This has to be a Carolina or a pass game. And... uh I'm gonna make the case for it here because Matt Rule's fired, and now we're. This is the classic dead cat bounce spot. Right. Since since 2009, interim head coaches in their first game following the head coach being fired are 17 and nine against the spread, with an average of four ATS margin. So I think that uh, this is a spot, especially when you're going up against a Rams team that can hardly score, 26th ranked offensively and 25th with the pass, 25th with the run. I think that uh, the Carolina defense is going to be able to hold them down a little bit. And despite their lack of pressure on the defensive line so far rushing rushing the passer, the Rams' offensive line has been worse yep. in the league. They've given up 21 sacks through five games on
1: Stafford. Yeah, and I will say after this game, I think besides the San Francisco game they'll play later, this is probably the end of the run where they're playing incredible defensive lines every week. So they will get a little sure. better. Um, So I think this is the the last game where people are like, oh, my God, the Rams suck, and then we can buy back on them in in the next subsequent weeks. But, yeah, I love that. I forgot about the dead cat bounce. That's one of your favorite. we got to get you a (laughs) T-shirt. Dead cat bounce week. Um, Yeah, I'm on it. I'm okay with Carolina plus 10, buddy.
0: Okay. And uh, I think that – Baker Mayfield being out of the lineup can only be a positive thing for this team as well. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that PJ Walker is going to be better, but I think it's pretty clear to me. The team is not interested in playing hard for Baker any longer. Yeah,
1: he And PJ came in and actually played decent at the end of that game. He threw the ball around a little bit. Okay. I mean, DJ Moore has got to be excited. I don't know why Baker couldn't get him the ball. Um. So, and you know, McCaffrey, obviously. So, you know, he could have a big game if McCaffrey you know gets, you know, gets away from the defensive line, gets a little, flares out and get you running so let's 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 put this as an option i like it okay okay we got the three big marquee games the four o'clock game which shockingly is not flexed because i guess cbs wants to hold it tight is the bills Mm -hmm. against the chiefs you know rematch of last year's divisional round which was probably the best football game i've seen maybe in my life i mean i remember vaguely remember a game in the 80s that was pretty good um so, the Bills open as a three point favorite on the road, 53 point 53 and a half point total. Now, in the contest, it's two and a half, and that's pretty much the market for the Bills as a road favorite, 54 point total. Oh, man, this is a great game to talk about action. I mean, this is Bill. The Bills are the top rated team. I'm sure they're a top rated team in DVOA, not even close. Um, mm-hmm. But giving Mahomes points at home, I mean, it's, I it heard all week. Five and a half or five point swing, five and a half point swing from last year's uh, playoff game. So, I mean, I can't go against my boy Josh Allen. I mean, he's the man. But um, tough spot. I mean, they've had a hell of uh, you know run here. Both both these teams have had tough schedules to start. I think the Bills are going to win this game, but I don't know if I have the stones to go you know against KC uh, at home. You know, they obviously they looked ahead against the Raiders, but. They were looking ahead to this game, and the Bills obviously have their revenge. So give give me some thoughts. I'm all over the place here.
0: Yeah, I think the revenge for me is probably the place I want to start in this Mm -hmm. game because, I mean, this is pretty serious revenge. The Bills had that game sewn up on multiple occasions last year and let Kansas City pull out victorious. Um, I think, if I recall, in the first game last season, Mm -hmm. in the same spot at Kansas City— yeah, uh, it was Buffalo, two and a half, plus two and a half, actually. Yeah, they were, they were dogs in okay. both games, right. All right. For some reason, I thought that Buffalo was also favored in this spot last year, but that's incorrect. So um, I agree, though. I think for me, it has to be Buffalo or pass. I've witnessed and observed, and the numbers prove it out this season, that the Kansas City offense is not the same offense that it's been in years past. They're only 19th um, with the run and uh, they are third-ranked offensively, but that's obviously lower than the Bills, and so on the other side, this Bills defense is the superior defense Mm -hmm. by a wide margin, Mm -hmm. and I think that is where the difference lies in this handicap is that the Bills, despite their couple injuries in the secondary, I think the key man for them is Jordan Poyer, the safety who is the top-rated cover safety in the league, and he is going to be sticking like glue to travis kelsey and i think because taking kelsey out of the game is just going to render the kansas city offense even worse
1: than it has been recently as well we'll look at the game last week i know they're not the same teams but the raiders actually took away kelsey between the from Mm -hmm. five to five Mm -hmm. just inside the five or ten yard line they couldn't cover him. um so you know that's going to be a strategy that the bills are looking at you know superior defensive coaching here too i'm okay with the bills um just, you know, I mean I'm looking forward to the game, do, obviously. So
0: Oh yeah. Where do you think the contest is gonna
1: go with this? You know.
0: Obviously I would expect it's gonna be in the top five in one fashion or another. Do you think the Bills are gonna be top five? Or you K know, C with the it's home very dog?
1: rare that this happens, but it could be one that on both sides is a popular pick. Right? True. We've That's seen true that right occasionally up. in these big games that you get split money down the middle and everybody's on this game because they're so excited about it and they have different ideas. But I think that it's going to be picked pretty heavily on both sides. I think a lot of the sharp guys are probably going to take the Chiefs just because, you know, two and a half at home, Mm -hmm. you know, plus two and Mm a half at home. But the Bills are the better team. They're just a better team. And maybe they get – it's not even a bright lights game. It's just a four o'clock game. But, you know, the only thing I can say is that we talked about it maybe last time that – The Bills have only won one game out of their last eight in the last couple of seasons that are close games. Uh, They usually blow people out or they lose. So they hopefully got over that against Baltimore and get over that bugaboo. But um, I think the Chiefs would probably be more likely picked than the Bills in the contest.
0: Yeah. One more thought. Uh, Typically in this case, Kansas City at home, two and a half, seems like an awesome classic Wong teaser to take them up. But I'm hesitant not only because of the total at 54, but the Bills' ability to just destroy their opponents right. gives me some pause about just blindly putting Kansas City in teasers this week. Right.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, I don't have to look at it 100%, but the Bills' rush defense is very good, too, right? Because the Chiefs have been running the ball pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. To highlight the Bills. Um, two more games. You got the Cowboys against the Eagles. This is obviously a battle for the you know NFC East right now the winner will, I mean they'll both be in first if they split you know but whatever it's still Eagles are undefeated right now playing Dallas at home in the Sunday night spot five point favorite on the opener they're up to six in that contest um 43 point total down to 42 I think right now the market says six and a half it's a little yep. interesting but concur <clears throat> here's my take I think the Cowboys are have a great defense and I love them i I'm very excited to see them. At some point, Cooper Rush is going to run into a better team, and I think that's this team. Uh, six points is a lot, though. I can't back the Eagles here, um, but I'm happy to stay away, as we talked about before. But I think this is the one where Cooper Rush not just loses the game, but might, you know, it might be a rough one for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the uh, I've been hearing all week in terms of uh, injuries for this game about the Eagles' offensive line yeah. injuries. And three out of five went down last oh, wow. week in Arizona. But it does sound like uh, the center Kelsey and uh, Simwalo, the guard, and even uh, another offensive lineman are turning upwards, yeah. and uh, they all got in full practices today. So having them out there is obviously going to be key against probably the best defensive line in the league. Is Micah Parsons um, going to so, play? I know he
1: was on the injury report.
0: Uh, Parsons groin, DMP, full practice today yeah, as well. Okay. So it looks like he's going to be out there. And same with Demarcus Lawrence on the other side. So, I mean, it looks like it's fire up on both sides of the ball. And uh, that should make for an awesome game. Yeah. I, I'm i with you. I don't want to get behind Dallas. I think it's for me it's Eagles or pass. Mm-hmm. Um, At this number, though, it makes it a little bit trickier because it is, you know, a a classic NFC East rivalry. And so I think we're probably better off passing this game. I'm going to have a strong look to the under, though, just Sunday night football, divisional game. I think that it's going to be played really tight on both sides of the ball. And both of them have really good defenses. So that's one way I'm going to look in this game. Right. I
1: mean, it's hard to pass on the divisional road dog angle that we've done all season, right? Mine's, you know, plus six on the road, but... It's fine to pass on this one and let let my coworkers in Camden cheer on the Eagles against Dallas and the boys. All right, last game is Monday night. You've got Denver going against the Chargers. Um, the Chargers open as a six-point favorite at home. Now it's four-and-a-half in the contest. The total is stagnant at 45-and-a-half. I don't know, man. Look, we talked about the Broncos are really tough to back. I mean, they, they're just – this offense yeah. is kind of broken – Uh, Russell isn't playing well, but man, the Chargers never can cover numbers, dude. I I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it, man. Four and a half is actually over. I I think I put this game at like two or three, and again, divisional road dog. You got to go with Denver if you look at the numbers, but it's hard for me to back Denver right now in any spot.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't want to touch Denver with the 10-foot pole. Uh, especially with the way that hackett has been coaching this team Mm -hmm. i think um, it really makes it hard to put your money behind them and russell wilson has been awful yeah i I don't really know how to explain it the pudginess or his unwillingness i don't know what it is but on several occasions on thursday night he could have easily run for first down and he just refuses to do so and without that um dynamic ability in his game he obviously can't hit receivers either so i'm not sure how denver is going to be able to score in this game mm-hmm. and uh on the other side they have a great defense so i'd expect yeah. that they're going to be able to hold the chargers back a little bit and it's going to be a back and forth game but not
1: one i want to part of yeah well, let's just stay away make it easy yeah stay away from those prime time games that's our we can just enjoy them yeah well let's review some of these picks here uh let's see we've got we definitely like the 49ers plus five and a half, or minus 5.5 on the road at Atlanta. We will talk about the Ravens minus 5.5 on the road at the Giants. We love the Jets plus 7 at the Pack in Lambeau. Uh, definitely like the Pats minus, uh, plus 2.5 on the road at the Browns. And then in some of the later games, we talked about Arizona minus 2.5 at Seattle. Carolina plus the 10 at the Rams. And then We'll consider the the Bills minus two and a half on the road to Kansas City. A lot of road games here. We like road teams this week, actually. Yeah, right.
0: That's true. I don't hate it, though. I think we got some good picks here. A couple of green ones. All road teams, you're right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Let's give the contest update. We went 2-2-1 last week, which seemed not great at the time, especially once Green Bay dropped the ball. I was, like, sweating it already. but. It puts us at 15 9 and 1 for the season which is solid and we really didn't move anywhere in the contest at 7 737th uh, now because the top dogs came down that the you know 21 and 4 uh, was is the top record the three at the top and 18 6 and 1 at you know at the top 100 so we're really just that you know, kind of three picks back at this moment um so I think we're sitting pretty actually to be honest with you, action we're doing okay
0: yeah yeah, I mean, uh, it looks like a lot of treading water last week. So it was a really hard week, and uh, I think I'm have every expectation that we're going to bounce back and get right back on track here, week six. Yeah, if we get another, you know,
1: three and two, four and one week, we'll we'll be right there and and fighting. Maybe not for the quarter, but we'll see. Uh, you know, it's exciting stuff. And then, what are you up to this weekend? Are you going to be watching games? You're going to no more trips out of town.
0: No, not that I'm aware of. I have to look at my calendar. Uh, Marcus, my brother-in-law, is coming to visit tomorrow, yes. so we'll be hanging out with him, probably watch football together, maybe get out, check out a cider mill, do some rock climbing, at a new gym that we discovered. Nice. How about you?
1: we got the Shockers game with Tommy at the Q uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night of going away party with the volleyball girls, and then uh, Saturday, a birthday party, and then it's the Chicago International Film Festival. Uh, actually, nice. I'm not sure if you've ever attended, but... Might not have to use a film student. We're going to check out one of the movies uh, Sunday night. And it runs through the 21st, I think. So I'll probably check, okay. check it out one more time next week, too. So looking forward to it. Cool. All right. Well, hey, everybody, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Weg on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Roberts.
1: All right. Good luck, everybody.
0: That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action.